forever. Dog. Warning. The following podcast is not meant to offend any religious listeners, but we're certainly okay if it offends any crooked televangelists. If you are sensitive to goth satans, chickens rising from the dead, or manger-themed mini-golf, do not proceed into the Holy Land experience on Podcast The Ride. Very solemn Good Friday to you all. Welcome to podcast The Reverent Ride. I'm somber Scott Gardner, joined by mournful Mike Carlson. Hello, and I'm Michael. Uh, thank you for joining us, Michael, and also a, a quite joyless Jason Sheridan. Forgive us, Father, for we know not what we do. Uh, we know well not said, what Jason. What's we know we or we know exactly what we do. I suppose <laughs> we know not what those people thousands of years ago did to Jesus our Lord. Uh, it is Good Friday if you're listening to this on the, the day that it is released, and I'm I'm being especially sad in keeping with my parents' wishes as I grew up. Uh, as I, I may have mentioned long ago on the show, they always told me that I needed to be very sad on Good Friday, because that's the day that Jesus died, uh, partic- particularly peak sadness from uh, noon to three, because those were the hours uh, that the, 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 the events of the Passion took place. So uh, while we do owe a, a theme park podcast today, it's going to be uh, uh, as mournful as I had to be as a child. Mm. Uh, Scott, can I ask a quick question? Since I am not, I was not raised nearly as uh, religiously, uh, was it Western time? Was it Pacific time? One to three, <laughs> or were you just? It was that sort of a symbolic. Yeah, was it sort you, of a symbolic time? <laughs> um, were you on Jerusalem time? Were you on Judea, the Judea time zone? Um, I don't know. I mean, yes, that's a very good point. And and I I was not raised in the kind of uh, religious way where I think that Jesus lived in Utah. So it, right. it was not it was not mountain time. Um, I think it's, you know, it's that's a symbolic a very good point. kind of a thing. You have, you have to switch it to New Year's rules, I think, right. where it's, you know, midnight. You know, it's not it, it's New Year's one time zone at a time. And Jesus suffered one time zone at a time. Right. I'm not trying to be a uh, wise acre here or anything. I'm just I was just asking questions. I'm just asking questions like I often do on the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll be the wiseacre as usual. Um, so I was raised Presbyterian, but like a very chill, like kind of of Protestantism. Like the, 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 there's branches of Presbyterianism that deal a lot with Calvinism, which says like when you're born, it's already predecided that you are good or bad. And we didn't really get into any of that. We, it was more like church on the Simpsons or whatever, where they just went every Sunday. And our pastors were usually pretty chill and would go to great lengths to try to fit topical things, like not scary topical news stuff, but like, you know, I was at the mall this weekend and I, I saw kids having a good time together and it reminded me of the apostles, you know, like that kind of shit. They were always talking about how they were at the mall. <laughs> it wasn't like Genie at California Adventure when he would be like, well, I was watching Snooky on the television. And she uh, reminded me. I, you know, I think 
every now and then they'd be like, you know, I'm I'm no, yeah, I'm no Snooky. Like you know, it's a, a little bit, a little bit. If Snooky was around was mentioned. when you were a kid, uh, whoever, yeah. the, whoever Snooky was when you were a child, I yeah, like Tanya Harding, Lorena Bobbitt. Yeah, was it Lorraine? Yeah, I was watching Lorena Bobbitt on the television the other night, and I. <laughs> I feel like even that would have been like too bawdy. My main memories of church was was a lot of nice older people who occasionally would get very frustrated by like, can you believe who's a deacon now? Like, you know, that sort of like inner inner interpersonal politics sort of of stuff. But um, I don't think I ever had the big rebellion against like the big like uh, a lot of people our age. I feel like, you know, bought a Richard Dawkins or who was the other who was the other shithead? The one who Christ- died. Um, Hitchens, Christopher, Christopher Hitchens. Christopher Hitchens. Yeah, yeah. we get those. Uh, like I never went in for that garbage. Well, don't don't forget um, that today's uh, topic uh, that there was uh, a scene uh, filmed at the Holy Land Experience in Orlando at uh, in uh, a Bill Maher's documentary See, Religious. I did forget that. I, I also I, for, I actually also forgot that. But once you said a scene filmed, I knew exactly how that sentence was going to end. Um, Bill Maher my, meets uh, Jesus. I mean, that's gold. That's your trailer right there. That's yeah, abs- highly absurd. I have not seen Bill Maher's Religious. I haven't either. I mean, he's a scumbag, too. I... That was my thinking in not re- re-watching it for this episode. As much as I wanted to experience all Holy Land experience media, I didn't watch a, the Bill Maher clip because I don't hate myself. Yeah. Yeah, fair. <laughs> um, I The only thing we really did on Good Friday was just not eat meat. And not the whole month, just Good Friday. Um, that That sticks out in my mind. And uh, the other thing that sticks out, you know, because you said like, yeah, this is somber. It's Good Friday. I was very concerned. Yes. Were we being sacrilegious in this episode? But then the freaks who (laughs) the multiple freaks who have owned this theme park. um, This might be the most sacrilegious thing I've ever seen. This establishment. (laughs) (laughs) It kind of the entire thing is yeah, what Jesus would have torn down. You know, everybody's selling their wares in the church. Uh, you know, that if he if he got into that big rage fit, uh, tearing apart the you know the merchandise stands or whatever that was, uh, mm. yeah, he'd he'd go apeshit at uh, the Holy Land experience. Oh, yeah, uh, owners who I believe would often say that Jesus wants you to be rich. I believe <laughs> yes. that was the sentiment. Oh, so yeah, it probably so what, still is. <laughs> what you're talking about, Michael, is called the prosperity gospel, and this is a big thing with televangelists. Now, right, yes. I, you know what? Let, let's establish again. Yes, we're talking about the Holy Land experience in Orlando. Um, the now pretty much defunct Holy Land experience because they fired everyone back in February. They, fu- um, they fired everyone before it became trendy to fire everyone. What with yes. uh, COVID-19 and all. But even before several months before, yeah, they had pretty much like shut down operations. And fu- the people they fired were all the people in the shows. And I think they're bread and butter are the shows. Because if you've never been to this place or didn't know anything about this place, there's no rides. There's no three. 3D movies there you know it's 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 shows it's passion plays and stuff so you get rid of the actors and you got nothing yeah so that means they would have had to fire multiple jesuses 
And I feel like they wouldn't have been excited to turn the other cheek when they were getting fired. <laughs> because I know, I mean, there's a circuit. There's a circuit. There's a scene in, Flo- like, people make careers working in the parks in Florida. And, like, I'm sure plenty of people who worked here were just, prof- you know, actors. Were just professional actors. I, um, I I think so. I know so. I even there was a um, a, a Vice article that I looked at about this place that made mention of um, that w- one of the primary Jesuses um, that they used there had transferred. He, he was originally led to Orlando to be an actor and worked for several years as Gaston at MGM Studios. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. Somebody moved from from Gaston to Jesus and sometimes in a shortage of actors. Uh, would for the day play Satan? Oh my gosh! Yeah, same. I'm gonna say gosh. Going I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say OMG with Geo. I'm going to say gosh today. By the way, that's a de- declaration. Oh, got it. <laughs> that's good. I appreciate that for for Good Friday. I guess. Just for today, I was going to say with the G- the people playing Jesus, is it all fake beards? Mm. Do we know this? Uh, the picture I saw. Um, in the I think it was the Tampa Bay Times looked like a pretty real beard, like he hmm. had grown the long hair and grown the beard. I could, could be wrong, but that's it looks a, pretty good. Are that yeah, you have to really commit to that character. You can't you can't jump around playing Jesus and then go over into the into the Disney parks. I don't know who is there a bearded character even they would allow you to play. Well, I can't. Flynn think. Rider from Tangled kind of has that hmm. like. 2000 chin strap kind of thing. yeah but that's not that's not jesus jesus doesn't no that's like not that. jesus no yeah. who's the most it, it, christ-like uh, disney character that's a good point does anybody look yeah do, do we have long hair and facial hair on anybody huh. i mean i'm trying to think like christ-like uh looks wise huh that's a good question i mean because yeah, we're not talking personality wise it's obviously mickey mouse well i was gonna say scrooge mcduck the most christ-like yes because he has a lot of money and obviously he helps everyone with his money (laughs) i'm I'm assuming yeah but i mean it's more likely a camel's got to get through the eye of the needle than scrooge is gonna you know (laughs) all right good point uh wait i have some i have some thoughts i googled disney character beard and besides just a strange trend of people putting beards on characters like jasmine and um um ariel uh, the characters with beards, we got uh, Triton. We oh, yeah, okay. We got yeah. actually. Oh, and somebody did a Photoshop of Triton without a beard, and he looks exactly like Jay Leno. Whoa, really? <laughs> yeah, the, the the chin they filled in for him is uh, is, I gotta, is I gotta, yeah. yeah. Just I look up see this. Look up Disney character beard. You'll see it. Um, so Leno esque. You'll see or a little a little Bill Clinton too. Maybe you know maybe even a little more Bill Clinton, but big gray eyebrows. Um. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe more Leno body wise. I think Leno's in better shape than Clinton. And uh, and right. obviously uh, Triton is 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 ripped. Uh, as we've oh d- yeah, we've he does. Before. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So now you know. Yeah. You shave that beard off of Triton, and he's Jay and then, Leno. And on the ride, though, of course, we've talked about this. He's jacked, and he looks like young and handsome on that ride and this Little Mermaid ride. I can't oh, help yeah. but stop and stare at that uh, six-pack, 12-pack. It's a big pack. It's at least six, if not eight. <laughs> Who else with beards? Zeus? I don't think I don't think we got a Zeus walk around in the parks anywhere. No. 
Yeah. Uh, does Mufasa technically have a beard? I guess it gets complicated when you get into the animal kingdom. Yeah, but that's not going to work. That's not going to... You're not going to be able to apply a human beard to a Mufasa walk around. That yeah. would very odd. And, and thank God, by the way, that it's just plush-looking characters that they haven't, like, put on... That we have, I'm, I'm so glad that we, we don't have Zoobly Zoos walking around oh the Disney gosh. parks, like cats level, a bunch of fur taped to people's faces. I don't want any I don't, human animals. I don't want those at Disney parks, but I do want them somewhere. And I don't know where. Maybe it's Halloween Horror Nights. Maybe there's a Zoobly Zoo Halloween Horror Night maze. <laughs> I mean, that honestly, now that I say it, is a great idea. Well, cats, Universal... The cat's oh, maze at Halloween Horror Nights would be oh my huge. Gosh. Wow. Oh, I said, I, I, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It'd be huge. Yeah, wow. That's such a good idea. That and like Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters is like, you know, it has got scary elements, but mostly a comedy. And they did a maze last year. If there's ever uh, if there's ever a Halloween Horror Nights again, if there's a theme park open, uh, cats should definitely be on the list for those mazes. Jeez. Yeah, that's Great Instagram idea. city. I mean, everybody oh, just yeah. embracing the the frighteningness of cats, admitting it. And then, like, it'd be fun to just acknowledge that, like, you know, like, like to, to like litter the 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 maze or the set or whatever with unwanted prints of cats or uh, just, you know, the, the decaying sets because nobody uh, nobody wants to touch them again. They're all cursed items. Oh, yeah. Wow. That would be the hit. That would be the hit, honestly. Yeah, yeah. They got to do it. People would love that. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, we're just giving that out for free. Yeah, do your yeah. cat's maze. Embrace the embrace the fright. Um, and a maze. <laughs> so I don't think it's... They'd have to buy the rights to this, but a maze with original Sonic. Just do oh, yeah, Sonic with, with the yeah. teeth. With the teeth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They should just give a lot of... I mean, there should just be a maze with like a, a random assortment of cartoon characters with those teeth. Like whatever. Yeah. That's the, the gr- thing I've seen online where people do that face app where they put the teeth on the Disney characters, the human teeth. What's the group? What's the what's the name of the group that owns the all the comic strips on Toon Lagoon? Oh, is that King Features? King's Features. King Features Syndicate. King Features Syndicate. Yeah. King Features Syndicate maze, but all with human teeth. So like Beetle Bailey, but then with like actual human teeth, and that's in the maze because they have they obviously have a deal with Universal. Mm-hmm. Does he Heath not Cliff. have teeth? You're just saying with like realistic teeth. Yeah, yeah realistic really. teeth, and then Heathcliff with realistic teeth. Uh, who else? I mean, there's a lot Marmaduke with real human teeth. Um. Yeah, I just googled Beetle Bailey teeth, just kind of without thinking while you were talking, and there's there's a lot of results. He's like dealt there's there's uh, dental work comes up frequently in Beetle Bailey. Does he have those rounded teeth? Am I wrong? No, they have just kind of like dumb like squares, and only like three of them. You know? Oh, okay, I got it. Mm-hmm. Well, it, he's he'll have human teeth soon enough. <laughs> is Beetle Bailey the the chubbier one? Who is Beetle Bailey? No, no, he's skinny. No, Beetle, he's skinny. The chef. Is the chubby one? That's who I'm the looking at with a green chef's hat. Yeah. Okay. Was Beetle was Beetle Bailey? Was he a ripoff of Gomer Pyle, or was he based, or, or was Gomer Pyle based on him? You know, it's hard to tell. Hmm. You know, everyone had funny stories from the war days, so. Hmm. So you think it was all you just know? based on funny war stories? Got it. They were all they were both derived from the same source. 
I think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll do that on the Jim Neighbors slash Beetle Bailey episode. <laughs> and by the way, who you referred to as the chef, we're talking about Sergeant Snorkel. Yeah, did you what did you mean chef? Isn't he a chef? He's got Isn't a hat a that's kind of like a chef's hat. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. But Beetle Bailey is constantly, like, he's always being punished by peeling potatoes. I think I just conflated the two. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know where Sergeant Snorkel works on the base or whatever. So, uh, mm-hmm. could be. Yeah, not sure. Well, again, a thing that we'll get to because we have nothing but time. Um, but Sergeant Snorkel is actually, he ends up getting killed by Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> <laughs> Full metal jacket. Full That's just metal jacket. <laughs> they went real, very realistic with the blood, just for that one, just for that one. Beetle Bailey, and his yeah. human, and he did have human teeth in that one too. <laughs> That's how they identified him. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, dear. Oh, my gosh. This is getting upsetting. We better switch it back to let's let's go back to a holy place to the to the holy land. As we said, it's you know, it's Easter weekend right now. It'll be Easter very soon. And I I thought it'd be fun to cover a a religious park. There's a couple of those. I wasn't sure which was which. Uh, uh, You know, at some point I'd love to get to the. The Jim Baker Park that still sits oh abandoned, uh, wherever that is. That. I'd love to yeah. do that one. But this one felt relevant because all year it's been teetering on is this gonna is this gonna stay open or not? It feels relevant to me personally too because I don't think I knew it existed. But when we all went to Orlando a couple months ago, we passed by it a few times because it's it's pretty close to Universal Studios. You're definitely seeing it off the side of the road if you're going to Universal or, or to the Orlando Airport. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like apartments and stuff close, but there's a target across the street from this place. Like, <laughs> it's right in the mix. Yeah. The problem is, we really like, you need like three weeks in Orlando. That's the, the issue. It's like, we were, I was there for like, we were there for like five days. You got to hit all the big stuff, but you need an extra week for stuff like this. And honestly, as theme park journalists, we should have gone there. We, who knew? People suggested it, but I think our our like um, swing day we kind of used to find our street in Margarita Village. Yes, for and sure. No regrets there. No, of no course regrets. not. And of course, like who knows how long that'll be there. So we needed to get there then. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. How are they doing in <laughs> in virus world? Yeah. Oh, no. I, who know? I mean, it might be fine because there's empty. It's empty. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Boy, it's eerie. It's, I've been people have been sending me those helicopter shots of you seeing Margaritaville, Orlando, and nobody's walking around. <laughs> Construction so has just stopped. <laughs> 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 so off-putting man people oh. are staying inside there's no sign that anyone actually lives there <laughs> so there's, weird there's nobody in bonkers there's no line waiting to get into bonkers there's nobody i think they i hate to say it i think they may have ended the influencer program at uh, island h2o live Mm. We might not get to sponsor an influencer, and it's entirely because of the virus and certainly would not have just happened uh, in a week anyway. Yeah. What if they get like a big amount of bailout money from the government that allows them to continue and they blame because they blame everything on the virus. But in reality, Michael, it's funny you say that because the Holy Land website does have a banner at the top saying like due to Corona, we're going to be closed from March 10th to April 14th. Um, 
and I can't help but think that's a not accurate. I mean, obviously it's too soon to reopen, but also like I feel like after you fire everyone, you can't really put up warnings like that, right? Um. Well, I mean, what does that really mean? That means that they can't open and like you can't go to the restaurants or the gift shop, really. Is there a rest? I, there is a restaurant, right? There's four restaurants. There are four, yeah. There. Uh, okay, I see them now. Yeah, and I mean, I think they would probably reopen the. Um, is it? I believe it's called the Church of All Nations. It's got a very unsettling uh, cross logo. Coan. Real... Coan. Church of All Nations. <laughs> <laughs> it it looks real like handmade. <laughs> It's Dale. Well, um, and, and one of the restaurants is related to that, and it, it's next to it, and it, so it's called Coan Bistro. <laughs> but we'll we'll get to the restaurants later. We'll I, get to the restaurant because there is a really good one. Oh, good, good. Okay, okay. Uh, um, I think maybe we owe just a really uh, Cliff Notes explanation of what this place is i don't even feel qualified to do it exactly i mean there's Mm. when you look at it from the side of the road a lot of it is very gaudy and palatial but if you actually go into this themed experience they sometimes kind of called a theme park but as i said there's no rides i don't know how accurate that is but a lot of it is recreating uh the, the you know the old the old bible world what city are we talking jerusalem uh i uh I forget what year I did have it, but it's Judea. I okay, I see. Uh huh. Um, yeah, because yeah, they have. I was just going to say they. Like, it says yeah, they, there's a there's a thing that says on the. I'm looking at the map now, and one of the exhibits or whatever you would call it, Jerusalem Model AD six six. But I don't know if that's the whole. I don't think that's actually representative of the entire land. No, that's like a tabletop model. That's just a model of. Jerusalem uh, AD 66. Oh, I, I have it. It is. It recreates the architecture and themes of the ancient city of Jerusalem in first century Judea. Um, uh, yes. Okay. Which one of the articles I read pointed out how um, that requires people to be the, the theme requires all the employees uh, that who used to be there uh, to like, you know, wear uh, a lot of you know, very intense, thick old fashioned headwear. Like everybody's head is is wrapped up and that includes when it's you know the dead heat of august the guy (laughs) at the like the coffee shop has to have his his head wrapped up a bunch of times just sweating Mm. bullets so fun place to work yeah i'll say this i don't think the costumes are convenient for the actors but the costuming is very good i mean there's a lot of great seamstresses down in orlando's you know uh uh people who make costumes and all so that makes sense to me that they went all out on the costuming. Yeah, yes, that's all. That's all pretty strong. Uh, um, there's maybe some some uh, squabbling you could do about uh, Satan's wardrobe, but we'll we'll get to that in a, <laughs> in a little bit. Uh, um, but uh, so yeah, you I don't know you you go there for a couple hours. I think like probably a lot of uh, church groups would go, a lot of school groups would go, and it's you know partially you're we're recreating what what life was like in the first century, and then there's a couple of big show venues. There's a giant 
indoor one uh, that I think also doubles as a place where they can tape Praise the Lord uh, because this place is owned by the, the Trinity Broadcasting Network. But, you know, we'll, we'll cover the history there. But also like an outdoor amphitheater. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of live entertainment. And then something called the Scriptorium, which is yeah. a collection of uh, biblical-related artifacts. Yeah, I have a lot of questions about the Scriptorium. Um, okay. Where, uh, where'd you get a hold of these, gang? And how did you get a hold of these? Because, uh, like, what country, what country are these all from? Because I don't think they're native to Central Florida. Like, you know, uh, you know, Indiana Jones saying stuff belongs in a museum. I think we've come around now a little more towards like as the years go on, people people are a little more going like. Most of the stuff in the British Museum should be returned to the countries they w- it was founded. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, they didn't. Okay, so it looks like it. This was a pre-existing collection uh, by okay. Robert von Campen uh, that was around has been around since 1986. So they like they bought a collection, moved it from uh, Minnesota. Sounds like okay. Uh, where where Jesus may have been, if he was, if Jesus was, uh, if, if all the Jesus stuff happened in Utah, he might have made it up to Minnesota at some point. So well, yeah, a so private like, collection. I mean, that feels a little better than like Hobby Lobby pillaging, uh, you know, <laughs> artifacts in Iraq. <laughs> sounds so, better. Sounds better. So so for me, who is you know was not so raised uh, religious religiously. Uh, this is kind of like a Doc Ondar's situation where there are relics from the past, from the history of the land. And, uh, that's sort of what I'm, I'm dealing with here. I think it's so. The same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't look gonna... too carefully at what's in the scriptorium, to be honest. I see. Sorry, so scriptorium fans. If, if there was an IG-88 style robot or anything in there. I don't I don't believe so. There are robots okay. around. I think there is a robot in the scriptorium. But again, I'll say I want to just do the overview first. Got it. Got it. Got it. Sorry. Can, can, There's can one one robot. Uh, right. I'll, I'll explain. But I, I just as we're getting out like headlines and bullet points about it, I think um, I think a big thing to say, like we said, it's unlike the, you know, it's it's really near universal. It's definitely designed to attract people who are there for for, you know, for, for the tourists to try. And if you're there for a little longer and you're doing your off the beaten path stuff, your gator land. And if you're a religious person, this is a, a good place to go. And because of just the way it's designed and that it is a religious place, um, it, this is a a nonprofit tax free theme park. It somehow qualifies. It's sometimes <laughs> described as a theme park, but also is nonprofit and does not pay taxes. How do they get away with it? Because they have one free day every year. Just one. And the lines are out the fucking door. Uh, sorry, I'm swearing. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I, uh, it, uh, yeah, it gets really crazy on the free day. Um, and besides the free day, it is $50. $50, which they don't pay any taxes on. I mean, which they don't pay any taxes on. Yeah. When it first opened, it was seventeen fifty. Mm-hmm. Pretty cheap. Wow. Yeah. Huh. They jacked it up to 50 Oh, my God. I guess in the uh, TBN era, uh, you're getting that, that you know, you're paying a TBN premium. I was going to say, like, you know, I was going to start to compare. I, initially, when I saw that, I was going to be like, oh, that's crazy. And then, like, you know, there's I have some maybe opinions on tax exempt status for certain institutions that 
get a ton of money and where does that money go anyway that being said there's a lot of stuff disneyland doesn't pay taxes on in anaheim true yeah. like, our, like you mean our church <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> they yeah, had the it's city it's of, all good go for it <laughs> they had the city of anaheim build that parking structure and they pay like a dollar to like to, i think i forget what it is like disney owns it Right, but they had Anaheim buy like pay for it, and then Disney collects all the money they make from the parking structure. I believe, yeah, something something like that. Something like that. Anyway, I'm not saying I'm not saying uh, Holy Land is off the hook for something like this. I'm just saying, oh wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) I yeah, that's all a bummer, I guess. Uh, But I still I found it very moving when the white smoke was released from. from Cinderella's castle to anoint Bob Chapek and <laughs> say goodbye to uh, uh, Pope Bob Iger the Third. It's a good yes. We all well, we were all we were all outside. We were waiting with bated breath. We all cried. We all we all wiped. Our, we all cried and then wiped our faces with towels and saw Christ's face in in each towel. <laughs> we were wearing our religious garments, which were retro Epcot shirts. It's basically the same thing. I said Christ. I meant uh, Triton. We all saw Triton's face in our towels. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Shroud of Triton. <laughs> yes. Easy to confuse. Um, of course. Yeah, really very strange uh, place, this place, and that they're able to to operate it that way. Um, it's It's been around since... When, when did it get uh, When did it get built? Was it the 90s sometime? Uh, 2001. Oh, not till 2001. Okay, yeah, property purchased had, in 89, and, and yet yeah. nothing was there until 2001. Nothing was there until 2001, and it was it was opened by a man named Marvin Rosenthal, who was the founder of a group called Zion's Hope, which uh, the LA Times says strives to convert Jewish people to Christianity. This was a fun flashback. You know, you haven't heard about the Jews for Jesus a lot in the 20, in the 2000s. <laughs> You know, is a uh, uh, but uh, the Jewish Defense League was not wild about this guy and this organization and this theme park when it opened. Uh, the same article, uh, Marvin, Marvin Rosenfeld was quoted as saying otherwise. Are we targeting Jewish people with any kind of exclusivity? The answer is absolutely no. Nor do we believe that we are in the conversion business, said Rosenthal. But for the first visitors to the park, followers of Rosenthal for years, the exact opposite is true. There are people coming to Christ through this ministry, said D. Locklear, who added that Jews are the primary target. Yes, that's mainly what he's trying to do, is to try to reach the Jewish people. So, kind of a weird way to open a theme park. A theme park meant for Jewish people to go to, and hopefully by the end of the day, they have seen the Jewish people's role in biblical events and gone, well, there's so many Jews in all these stories. Maybe I should just be around also. Yes, I'm a Christian now. Yeah. Do you Um, think there's one person that was converted from this? I, I heard a story of the exact opposite of someone who had gone to Israel and had been very moved uh, at the wailing wall, a very holy site where people pray and the replica Wailing Wall uh, was so shitty at the Holy Land, they were very upset. <laughs> <laughs> That's, and, you, know, you know, not to not to jump around too much, but yes, there's a replica Wailing Wall at this place. 
where yeah. you... And it looks like shit. <laughs> I, I know we say there's no bad fake rocks, but it looks like shit. <laughs> so the Wailing Wall would not have made it to the final four last year. No. Even now that we know about this place, no, I don't think it's in there. Uh, and, and I would not nominate the rock uh, that moves out of the way so Lazarus can come out of his tomb. Mm. Um, I'm, not, I'm not putting that one in there either. Um, yeah, there's, a, there's a, a fake Wailing Wall... But you, um, like the real Wailing Wall, you write prayers onto pieces of paper and slip them into the cracks. And then the Holy Land Experience gathers all of the prayer slips and sends them to Jerusalem where volunteers insert them into the real Western Wall. Insane that you can't enter office envelope prayers to the Wailing Wall. What the hell? (laughs) There should be like a bank pneumatic tube that takes it from Orlando to the actual Wailing Wall. It may as well be. So that means like people, they got to send somebody from Orlando once a month has to fly to Jerusalem with a a huge bag of slips. Like you see people, you know, it's a very emotional experience for them and they're writing their note and praying for their loved one. And then some guy walks up with several huge garbage bags. Uh, Make way out of the way. Letters to Santa Santa Claus. (laughs) Uh-huh. Wait, here, here's my question though do we have any proof that these actually make it no no <laughs> no way these no things way. get dumped right in the trash let's be honest uh, yeah straight these in go the right lake in, behind the holy land experience into the marsh of orlando the people who run this place seem like the type that they wouldn't pay for dumpsters they would just wait until target closed and then jimmy there's open like <laughs> <laughs> I nothing seems above board about this place. I the other the other thing to consider. I I don't think there is there a replica of the Temple Mount in this park, which is is adjacent um, to the Wailing Wall uh, in Jerusalem, uh, and it is a holy site for Christians, Jews, and Muslims. But I have to imagine this park, if it mentions it, does not do a good job about talking about the other valid, you know, the other important world religions, you know? That would be a good guess, I would I would venture, but I, I don't have a confirmation of that. Yeah, probably not so concerned with representation, I, I wouldn't imagine. Yeah. Uh, uh, I also say I, I don't know the the exact borders of where the Wailing Wall falls. So when I said that person went to, I guess I should have said that person went to Jerusalem. I, I Please do not yell at me if I got the borders wrong. We might uh, be getting things wrong left and right. Keep in mind, this is not a journalism uh, <laughs> podcast. Uh, yes, I, I do not know what good tides Jared Kushner has done this week for the borders of Israel and Palestine. Uh, has he has he fixed it yet? We might has be. He fixed it? It's we're recording this a couple like a week or so out. So if, forgive us if it's out of date and Jared fixed the Middle East. Yeah, he's I would, fixing Corona. He's fi- that's his uh, new project. Yeah, he's busy. He can do both though. He's he's a, a, a wonder kind. Sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I so uh, Marvin Rosenthal runs it for a while, and I, I I don't know a lot about what was happening then or what how which which of the structures and attractions were there then. But in two thousand seven, this place was taken over by TBN, the Trinity Broadcast Network. Um, which I don't know how exactly anybody's watching TBN today because I, I don't have cable anymore. For me, in my head, a a cable 
mainstay, maybe not even cable. You might have even you might have gotten it at one point, just like a regular channel. Um, but I, I, I definitely recall this just being so ubiquitous on TV. Not that my parents were watching it or anything. It's, you know, was it's not a, a Catholic station. And even they raised me in sort of a way of like, yeah, these people are kind of quacks. Or, you know. So I, I, uh, I wasn't super raised with this. But I, yeah, I, I do remember TBN on so aggressively, though. I believe you can wa- you can stream it on the internet now for free. Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, and then it's on. It is still carried by a lot of cable providers, and yeah, they they believe me. If you go to the website, uh, you'll be able to find uh, all sorts of information about where to watch TBN. Well, and I'm if pretty you have sure cable in the low twenties, high teens, you'll probably come across a grip of televangelist. I think so. Yes, um, and I. Could be wrong, not to get on this tear again, but I I believe TBN is the home of my favorite talk show, Huckabee. I'm pretty uh, sure that's where Huckabee emanates. Yeah, uh, let me double or, yeah, I think so. Is that OAN? Is that One America News? <laughs> could be, could be. Hold on, I let me see. Huckabee is listed as a personality for TBN. They list such, uh, they have like the big pastors like rick warren or joel austin uh the grams billy and franklin graham billy graham you might remember from telling richard nixon to bomb the dykes in north korea uh which would have potentially resulted in a million dead um and the destruction of a country's economy oh Um, oh but yeah that that kind of came but billy graham complicated man also bailed martin luther king out of jail once uh, Billy Graham was very like the, they called him the people's pastor. My grandmother loved him. Uh, he he was very very media savvy, but a weird guy. Franklin Graham uh, is in charge of a medical group, one of the medical groups that has set up the field hospital in Central Park for Corona. Okay, and they are for making doctors sign. Uh, religious declarations that they believe homosexuality is a sin. What so are you talking cool. about? Really? Yeah. Oh, no. Mm. Uh, this, what is that? That organization is also has Zion in the name. Um, sorry, I got a bunch of links about the Graham family open. <laughs> Volunteers have to agree that transgender people don't exist, same-sex marriage is a sin, and gay people should be celibate or risk damnation and eternal punishment. No, no, Sam- no, no, no. Excuse me. Samaritan's Purse, an evangelical Christian group uh, that he is in charge of, is one of the people, uh, I believe in New York Hospital, one of the groups mainly running that, but uh, this group is also involved in that field hospital. Dear God, you want to change the topic right now and make the rest of this episode about like creamsicles or something? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please. This is is terrible. Um, Dear God. Now, hold on. You don't think TBN, which once had a host say, get Jesus on that credit card. You don't think that's cool? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think TBN is very cool. And I, I, I actually have a personal story to tell. Uh, about TBN and its its flagship show, Praise the Lord, which uh, mm-hmm. is able to be taped uh, at the the Holy Land experience. Um, so 
the in the night when was this this was uh you know the the late 90s i used to I, my family hung out in newport beach a lot in orange county and whenever we were driving down there uh on the 405 um very near the mall south coast plaza and probably about 20 minutes uh, south of disneyland uh we uh, we would on the 405 see this really crazy gaudy palace on the side of the road. And if anyone listening is from Orange County, you definitely know this as the headquarters of TBN. Um, a re- really bizarre to look at. Uh, uh, looks, yeah, they, they do a good job with Christmas lights if you're driving down there at night uh, uh, during the Christmas season. Um, but we always pass by this and like, oh, weird. Goes, what is that? Oh, it's TBN. And it's like, if you look at photos of its offices, it's just an office building in a TV studio that has the like, gross trump idea of opulence it's like you know it's it's fountains and gold trim and paintings everywhere you can jam a painting there's big crazy thrones in the bathroom and you know cherubs pissing and fountains everywhere it's so crazy and i i always wanted to go and I'd watch TBN and watch kind of like the kookier uh, uh, televangelists, you know, people will be will be talking about in relation to the Holy Land experience. And uh, and sometimes you'd see like, oh, you know, praise the Lord tapings are free. And sometimes there are celebrity guests. And oh, I'm, no, I'm Uh-oh. like, oh, my God, I got to go to a praise the Lord taping. And it, it, it just seemed like, oh, this could be a fun in between. Uh, activity for me and my mom, who is a very religious person, but also knows like televangelists are kind of silly and we can go laugh at it a little, but also it'll be a religious thing. And so let's be respectful and let's dress nice. And then me, who we already was like this kitschmeister in middle school. Uh, so I called and like, uh, we got to go. And I, I, I remember like nice old lady answers the phone and uh, well, the next taping is on Tuesday. OK, sounds good. And uh, do you know if there'll be any uh, guests at that taping? And she said, uh, why? Yes, uh, that episode will have Tia and Tamara Maori and Whoa. Hammer. I thought it was going to be some fake ass celebrities Hammer. I get to go to for free to a palace and see Hammer. So. I am psyched. This was so fun to do. I mean, the thing itself was exceedingly boring, uh, uh, but I got Hammer's autograph. I mean, wow, <laughs> incredible! Is what I, I like. I like. We lean. He he was on one side of a little, you know, like marble gate or whatever, and I kind of got his autograph. So that was all really exciting. Uh, um, I discovered our friend Ryan Perez also at some point went to a Praise the Lord taping, and we had the we were talking about this. We had the same memory of how no one was there so they had to scrunch all the audience members you know it's it's a insane theater meant for 200 people and they have to jam the 30 who are there into like one little space to make it look like it's full um so i was i was fondly recalling all this and realized like wait a minute i've never attempted to find that episode of praise the lord and especially to see if it ever cuts to me in the audience and i did some searching and i found the episode the full two Whoa. hours is uploaded to youtube and uh, uh it is from july 14th 1999 you can look it up yourself you can watch hammer uh hammer does not perform he just talks um but you do get a lot of performances by someone named clifton davis and i didn't know who that was i'm just like watching you know 
seven songs worth of our Lord. And uh, I'm like, this is boring. But then I discovered the guy who was hosting that episode uh, wrote the Jackson Fives Never Can Say Goodbye. It's a guy named Clifton Whoa. Davis, who's the star of the show Amen. So I was a little more like, oh, my God, I got to see that guy perform. That's weird. So I scoured the entire two hours and uh, I was mostly disappointed and it would cut to the audience and like I could tell I could see my mom, but not me. There'd be a pillar just right in front of me. Um, but I did find a single shot. And if you guys check your text messages and I'll uh, post this on Twitter, too, uh, I found the one shot in the two hours where you can see me. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll throw that up on, on Twitter. You get a little bit of uh, Clifton Davis hitting the last note and then, uh, oh, I hear, I hear you guys playing it. Great. Oh yeah. I see. Oh, <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> there wow. we are. Hallelujah. <laughs> My mom, I feel like is in shoulder pad city. Um, she's, she's dressed to the night. Unbelievable. Nines. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited to find that. I've, I've been saving that till we, till we talked about some religious stuff. So, uh, yeah. Hey, I'm, uh, uh, I'm a praise the Lord supporter. Um, I, I, I know all <laughs> you about tithe. it. You tithe the 10%. <laughs> hey, if they, if they put hammer in front of me, I'll, uh, I'll tithe wherever they need. Um, <laughs> I wish he did. So- can't touch this though. Oh yeah, of course. Or pray the prince sampling. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Religious. Oh, that's good. I guess yeah. that would have been more appropriate. Or if they, or I mean, the ultimate would have been some you know religious uh, themed scrub of his dirty gangster era song "Pumps in a Bump." Um, <laughs> I don't know what uh, I don't know what religious rhymes. Uh, you know, host, hosts and a cup, maybe um, <laughs> like uh, communion wafers and wine. Hosts and a cup. I want the priest with the hosts and a cup. <laughs> seats in a seats in the pews. Get on your feet. <laughs> seats in the pews. Seats in the pews. <laughs> seats. <laughs> oh seats yes that's right yeah. seats <laughs> anyway. um, they re- the, i think any religious listeners appreciate our use of seats rather than dirtier words for a, yes for our yeah. yeah yeah absolutely so anyway i, that's, I believe that's my they still that's great i think they still list hammer under their like secular personality hammer mike huckabee and of course kirk cameron <laughs> wait well, they we- call them secular well, like the, I'm, I am describing the list as like here. They, uh, the Wikipedia had the list of pastors and then the list of like more personality kind of hosts. I see. Gotcha. So they're still I guess I just because they aren't like they aren't ordained. It, yeah. Although is Hammer. Well, I feel like Hammer's a minister, right? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I feel- they they actually all three of them might be ordained for all I know. But <laughs> I feel like Kirk Cameron is goes pretty far um okay so i started to say a little earlier the whole thing about tbn which they they claim this isn't their main thing but it's kind of their main thing is what's known as the prosperity gospel uh again this is a different la times article the prosperity gospel is rooted in the idea that god wants christians to prosper and that believers have the right to ask him for financial gifts uh, TBN has woven this notion into its round-the-clock programming, as well as thousands of fundraising letters it mails every day. So Neat. that's why you see people saying things like put Jesus on the credit card or 
if you're broke, that's all the more reason to send us money because God will pay you back tenfold. Oh, um, right. No. I don't think that's the best idea. Like, I'm not... I, I don't begrudge anyone their faith, but uh, yeah, no, this this stuff sucks. <laughs> like, this is bad. Don't do this. It does. I kind of like that in this case, because of this park, that people's donations led directly to, uh, a, a, you know, an animatronic uh, of, a, of an old theologian or to a uh, or to a laser show. Um, I mean, I guess that's not good. But, you know, usually donations lead to boring yeah. things. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, your donations. I hope people got repaid tenfold in, in lasers, too. Yeah. And not the people who paid for Jan Crouch's private jets. <laughs> God. So, yeah, Jan Crouch, um, one of the main people behind uh, TBN and one of the main hosts of Praise the Lord, the director and CEO of the Holy Land Experience. And if you're wondering, is Jan Crouch the big pink haired lady? Yes, that is the big pink haired lady. Um, you know who I'm talking about if you've ever flipped on TBN for a second. Yes, uh, she's yes, pink hair. I was reading, I believe her origin story has something along the lines of she a chicken got hit and almost died but then she prayed and it was resurrected yeah i have that she was she was 12 years old uh her chicken got hit by a car uh one of its eyes was dangling out of its socket and then she prayed and then the bird recovered yeah so that's the sort of like that's i guess how you justify wolves obviously she has an experience that like would justify that she has this deep connection to the lord yeah. Uh, um, so then with this, if the basis of her faith is on bringing chickens back to life, then how did she justify selling Chick-fil-A at the Holy Land experience? Yeah. <laughs> that's one of the first. Yeah, there's a Daily Beast article about this. And that's one of the first things they say. And there's that as soon as you walk in, you can get Chick-fil-A or a naked juice. <laughs> really weird. I think the Chick-fil-A is in like a, a Greek thing. It's like a what used to be the front of a Mediterranean restaurant. And now you just get Chick-fil-A there. Yeah. And I think like Which not I mean, fresh Chick-fil-A. Like if you drove probably half a mile away, you would get new current Chick-fil-A. But instead at the Holy Land Experience, you're getting three day old Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's also right by the uh, coffee establishment. Holy coffee. <laughs> what is that is that a pun or not uh i don't know i don't know the answer to that i don't know what their thinking was behind it <laughs> well the best restaurant my favorite restaurant is called last snack <laughs> that is and that's actually pretty funny and the picture on the website is just a big hot dog so well you know why i like it <laughs> but like and then you got Martha's Kitchen. That's got a big turkey leg picture. Then Esther's Banquet Hall, which is just a picture of a burger. <laughs> a really crappy. <laughs> a really like, awful. You know, all that stuff about food styling, about, all right, you prop it up with the cardboard and, you know, you may put a little fake glue glisten on it that uh, looks like it's shining or something. They just didn't do any of it. They just, this is the most, this is like if McDonald's just took photos of the real food. Yes, like if it was just like an iPhone, an old generation iPhone photo <laughs> of like the actual 
like hamburger you would get at like 11 p.m. Should we arrange this burger to be symmetrical? Nah, don't worry about it. No, it doesn't matter. It's fine. I have, I have, I have done a few fast food commercials, and the way they shoot those, uh, it's in, it's insane. It's like you can't have anything like squirting out of it. You can't have any sort of. It just has to look truly perfect. Like I had to bite into a Wendy's chicken sandwich. And the avocado like couldn't like couldn't encroach on certain parts of the lettuce and the bun while the bite was happening. Wow! Wow! Weird like uh, border rules seemingly. Yes. Uh, um, yes. Very similar to what's going on in the Middle East. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. If that's what you're going, <laughs> we do. Yes. Do not encroach. Uh, um, that's that's bizarre. Uh, uh, did you learn anything about how like you know that uh, you know lettuce is actually this or uh, um, you know the the tomatoes are plastic or uh, mm. is there some some revelation? Uh, no, just a woman in gloves with like about 50 different chicken sandwiches, like sternly telling me what to do and me not really having many questions. Hmm. Um, the stern burger lady. Uh, uh, I've, uh, I, I found a listing for, I think when, when I referred to a, a Mediterranean restaurant that is now just a Chick-fil-A, I think maybe what it might've been before I found this in kind of an older guidebook. There was something called the Oasis Palms Cafe. And hmm. I think this might be this is where, what we're looking for, because I'm sure we all checked around to see, like, where are there like themed item names? Because that's that's what you want in uh, in any themed uh, restaurant scenario and almost not at all in Martha's Kitchen or Last Snack or any of those. But we got them at the Oasis Palms Cafe, the sadly retired Oasis Palms Cafe. Uh, let's see. Goliath Burgers. Like that, mm-hmm. uh, J- Jaffa hot dogs. Anyone know what Jaffa <laughs> refers to? Uh, I don't. Uh, Jaffa was a place, was a location, I believe. Uh, yeah, I just typed it into Google, and it's all news results about like riots and people dying in Jaffa. So uh, anyway, you can get a hot dog. It's themed after it. Um, uh, Oasis chicken, uh, Bedouin beef. Tabga tuna. That's another word I don't know. Is that a city? Do we know, or is it a pro- or is it a profession? type of tuna? <laughs> what is it a type of tuna? Could be. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tabga is a place. That is a Sea of Galilee adjacent place. Uh, 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 okay. Arabian chicken centurion salad. Uh, that's that might be the winner for me. Um, that is good. Yeah. Shepherd soup. <laughs> <laughs> Shepherd soup. <laughs> Does that mean it's lamb soup or? Hmm. Not sure. It doesn't. It doesn't. Oh, yeah. Not shepherd's pie. Right. That's yeah. That's what I'm familiar with, of course. Um, And then Caesar's delight. Hmm. Confused by that. Is that a Caesar salad or is that just something else that Caesar would have liked? Is it is did Caesar have like a familiar is there like is it kind of like the Waltz Scotch mist like Caesar's favorite meal is that documented anywhere Yeah which but back then is what like some grapes with <laughs> flies on them like Yeah <laughs> well but like less eat? flies less flies <laughs> Yes, yeah, so, yeah, like so a peasant less... would have to eat like, you know, uh, 20 to 23 flies per pile of grapes. But Caesar would only have like four. Mm-hmm. They'd pick yeah, them basically. out for him. Uh, um, 
I, <laughs> I've got a good sense of historical food, I think. Um, and it's recreated for you here at the Holy Land Experience. Uh, um, I uh, uh, Not to move completely past uh, Jan Crouch, um, she, because she, she got a lot of damage done in all her time in Orlando. Um, this, there was a lot of accus- accusations of misappropriating network funds, uh, expensive homes, private jets, massive custom wigs, a hundred thousand dollar air conditioned mobile home solely for her dogs, uh, <laughs> for, we'll all like this, uh, as universal fans, um, for nearly two years, she rented adjoining rooms for herself and her two Maltese dogs at the Lowe's portofino bay hotel while she was mm-hmm. building wow. it says while she was building the holy land experience but it was built she's bought it so i don't know what she's talking about and um which by the way i mean again if, if you can get it uh, if you have the means i think we'd all love to hang out with a couple dogs at the portofino bay for two years oh yeah especially religious dogs <laughs> blessed dogs yes yes yeah. <laughs> uh, it is the the most expensive hotel at universal so and very close to this area mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so was she more of a was jan more of a universal person or a disney person i guess universal but i guess it's maybe just proximity by living there and that's proximity i i also asked um earlier who is the most christ-like Disney character. Do we have a character? If we if we remind ourselves what Jan Crouch looks like, um, does does any, does she strike you as being oh. similar to any any Disney walkarounds? She's. I guess maybe my knee jerk is Cruella Deville. Yeah, I this she, she doesn't look like this. But the, honestly, the first cartoon character that jumps into my mind is the woman, the bad guy woman in the Chipmunks movie. I know that's not completely the looks right, but I feel like the vibe is similar. What was that character's name? I don't know the game of the character, but I will never forget just the way they drew those human characters in that Chipmunks movie. Oh, way well, too like rotoscopy, like, like like drawn right on top. Yes. Yeah, very disturbing. Absolutely. Uh, I'll I'll send a, a photo. Miss Miller is the name. Yes, thank um, you. Yeah, I, they, I believe that the Chipettes are in her um, custody. Yes. Yeah. Uh, here's the yeah the photo incoming. If Jason, if you know Jason, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, uh, I believe I do. Wait, Miss um, Miller isn't the I, villain, is she? Does she just maybe oh, she's oh, no, nice? Mrs. Miller is Mrs. Miller is like the like nice, but like maybe a little dopey. Oh, I messed up. Okay, yeah, it's not. Who's the villain then? Uh, well, these two people. Hold on. This is just the not the Firksteins. I guess it's the fir- there are two people. There's a man and a woman. Claudia and Klaus Ferkstein. Yeah. Do you have a picture of them? Uh, I will soon. All right. I think I got. I think I got it here. Yeah. Here we go. It's gonna send twice. So you're gonna get two pictures of the Klaus Steins. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the Ferksteins. Klaus is the first name. I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm excited yeah. to see you. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. She has kind of the uh, Joan Crawford hair a little yeah, there's bit a, it's not they doesn't look exactly like her but that i don't know that was the character that jumped in my mind yeah that's Jan, that's a very cool i i don't i think i did not look closely at the pictures of the crouches so i am just getting the full jan crouch hair experience <laughs> uh on google right now and the rich are so dull <laughs> like the rich are so gaudy like <laughs> Uh, it's like Medusa from the Marvel Universe, the the Inhuman with the giant hair that she can use as a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
yeah it's, she does not yeah i mean like it's like almost like she saw dolly parton and was like i'm gonna do it my way but then like had no actual style or anything i think yeah I, there, i'm sure there are exceptions to this rule and tell me if you can think of them dolly herself might be but i feel like colored hair past mm, 65 is a dicey area Hmm. You mean a natural, like and not like a purple, which is not a natural color. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, um. Yeah. I, I. I don't know. I. But I. I. Somebody might be able to point out a very good example of somebody who's very cool with bizarre wig colors uh, at an older age. Yeah. I mean, I can't off the top of my head, Jason. Yeah. Well, as punk rockers age, like I, I'll be cool. I'd be cool with it if like Kim Gordon was doing it. You know. Sure. You have to or have a like, cred. You have to have some cred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if mm. it's just because, like, because yeah, I'm fun, because I got, I got spirit. I don't know mm-hmm. how I feel about that. Um, it, she's very confusing, also, because when you sometimes when you say the lady with the crazy hair, the the televangelist lady with the crazy hair, you're tempted to think that's Tammy Faye Baker. Like, like right. it was easy right. for me to confuse these two. And, and and now it's that just makes it a type. I don't know if there are other crazy wig televangelists like this. There probably are. But just like of the five famous ones, two of them are crazy wig ladies. Yes. I mean, Tammy Faye is the name recognition because I, I did not. I, I'm sure I've seen a picture of Jan before, but I was not. I, I wouldn't have known her name. I don't uh, think I did either. This. No, no. Now we so, know. Yeah, it would be interesting, like the, the sort of like lo, maybe like local regional version uh, version of this. Are there like 50 crazy hair wig ladies trying to be the next Tammy Faye or Jan? I'm not sure, but that's a reality show I would enjoy watching. Uh, Yes, I think that's a good idea. Well, again, we're giving these things away for free. (laughs) Just looking at her, I feel like Jan probably definitely terrorized the um, room service wait staff at the Portofino, right? Like she was Mm -hmm. definitely a pill. There's no way. Where's my Woody Woodpecker pancakes? (laughs) (laughs) I would imagine. I mean, look, there's... There's some really dark stuff if you really want to go down a rabbit hole, which I don't. I don't. Yes. <laughs> Up to you if you want to Google Jan Crouch lawsuit. It's so bad. Yeah. I don't want to devote the show yeah, to it. But really... boy, she's like, she's horrible. Yeah. I will not feel bad about shitting on her uh, poorly themed coffee stand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the yes. least she deserves. Only uh, coffee is stupid. <laughs> also had an affair with a Holy Land Experience employee. Lots of fun stuff going on on the the plus side on the brighter side i believe that this place was designed by a place called itec entertainment that according to their website also designed marvel mania (laughs) i mean you could feel you can feel the dna you can feel it i think if you look at some of the photos yeah yeah yeah, absolutely and and her resemblance to medusa might have helped uh the itec get on board (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and also the like if you look at the map for with the, like the layout it is so funny because it's clearly like done by a theme park designer like it's it looks exactly like like if it didn't have a religious aspect to the map you'd be like oh yeah this is some sort of theme park got it yeah yeah i like the water feature the landscape architecture looks nice i would feel very stressed out if i had to be the guy who had to keep up the he has risen uh, floral arrangement every day that feels like too much pressure <laughs> mm-hmm. 
um yeah keeping flowers alive like <laughs> making jesus be reborn over and over i'm already it's it's very warm in this room so i'm forgetting did we actually go through a list of everything on the map yet not yet no okay. uh yeah maybe it's time to talk about what what you do at the holy land experience yeah because mm-hmm. it kind of breaks down to shows and exhibits mm-hmm. uh mm. are we are we going through the list or do we just i think we call should just things? go i think well yeah uh I mean, there's one thing I just want to say first. It's uh, number 11 on the map, and it's Smile of a Child Adventureland. <laughs> I didn't want to take a screen grab of that because I was afraid I'd get on a list. <laughs> well, I'm sure as we're doing this through Zoom, we're, we have now been placed on various lists sure. by the spyware inside it. But I will look, within the context of we have to talk about it. We have to talk about um, the Smile of a Child um yeah i know a little about what's in there i mean the the one that really jumps out is that um there is a little exhibit where you go inside the whale that swallowed jonah right and it seems like up on the in in his innards like kind of up on his stomach wall linings there's he's also swallowed an octopus and a starfish and don't quote me on this, but it seems like they have mouths that that would move. Like they look like kind of flappy mouths, like the 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 tiki masks in the in the enchanted tiki room. Yes, uh, that is that's there. You can play miniature golf. Well, I think what I I was <laughs> I figured out the entomology here. I think it was just a. It was just like walk arounds and there wasn't anything too like tactile to do. So I think they added mini golf as like something to do. And so now you can I believe now you putt through the whale's belly. They like left everything <laughs> oh, that was I see, there I see. and turned it into mini golf. Wait, and really quick before you say it, because we're going to we need to say the name of the mini golf. Uh, uh, one video I saw where you go into the whale's belly, you hear a voice. And I don't know if it was Jonah or a starfish or what it is, but this gives you the kind of the tenor of the smile of a child area uh, that I just heard like a very silly cartoon voice say, God, my father, forgive my stubbornness. <laughs> <laughs> The funnest place for kids in Orlando, by far. Uh, hey, kids, come to the park. Ask for forgiveness from God. <laughs> Forgive me for coloring out of the lines at the coloring station at the Smile of a Child Adventureland. <laughs> I did not finish my terrible hamburger at Esther's Banquet Hall. Uh, forgive me for going over par at the trinity mini golf (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's what it's called the trinity mini golf t-r-i-n-i-t-e-e mini golf a mini golf place where the the hole that i saw involved uh you know the obstacles kind of along the way are barnyard animals donkey and such and then at the end, right right behind the hole, is a manger with the baby Jesus and uh, Joseph and Mary <laughs> around on top. So if you overshot it, if you hit really, really hard, you would just smack newborn baby Jesus right in the face. Uh, yes, you have to be very oh. careful on this thing because, yeah, if you were to hit it like a drive, you could knock Joseph's head right off. Like, these flats don't even look that strong. Like, they don't look like they could withstand. So if a kid, like... 
say, you know, you know, like it's one of those kids that like extra aggressive that like hits the ball too hard. You could do real damage here. You really could. Uh, and I would, it, well, yeah, if I had done this and somehow damaged the Holy Family, I think I would have wept and wept. I'm, I'm going to hell. I killed Joseph. <laughs> and then they like the people, also the workers that would probably been like, you're right. <laughs> yes, that's right. We're very sorry, son. Okay, um, yeah. You're going to need to say 200 Hail Marys and eat five last snack hot dogs. Mustard can't save you now. <laughs> Where's your relish now? Where's your relish now, Jesus? <laughs> There's uh, there is one where you're supposed to hit Goliath with a golf ball. You like want to. It's like David right. and the uh, the slingshot. Hey everybody, Tim Heidecker here with huge news. Office Hours Live recorded another episode live. It was one of our great ones with the great Rory Scovel, who's got a new special out on MAX. Oh, yeah. And the Trinity's here. DJ Doug Pound. Yes, hello. And Victor Berger the Fourth. Hi, hi, hi. Can't we, wait for the fifth. We enjoy the heck out of doing the show, and so will you. If you find us on the podcast app of your choice, now. Um, there's also a smile of a child theater. Did you, okay, wait, did you find the shows here? No, no, go for it. I believe it's the Roman soldier training camp. No. Yes. Uh, yeah. Jason, you found that? I, yeah, I was going to say the, the, the smile of a child play area, not the only thing for kids. Cause you can go to the Roman soldier training camp and unleash your inner warrior as you enlist in our Roman soldier training camp. Give us your loudest war cry and show us if you got what it takes to be a certified defender of Rome. <laughs> That's wild. Whoa. I, do we want to be Roman soldiers? Like, what point did Roman soldiers shift from um, pagan gods to Christianity? <laughs> because. <laughs> yeah. When didn't they hurt Jesus? Yeah. Yeah, what? I don't. Yeah, do they like teach you to like? All right, here's how you stab a hand. Like, I don't. I don't you don't want to be them, do you? The flattening of history. Good. My my religious education did not do a good job about like con contextualizing what was going on in the world and like who was ruling what parts of it at the time. You know. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I'm I'm an idiot when it comes to this. I've just sent you a photo from this this um like pamphlet I'm looking at with all the shows that has a picture of a Jesus that looks very close to Will Forte. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> well, bless you. <laughs> he like really be, does. It could be really, like it could be. Did he, did he do a run at uh, <laughs> when's this photo yeah he was Possible. actually discovered for snl at the uh at the smile of a child theater <laughs> lauren lauren and uh marcy klein go down to the smile of a child theater once a year to see all the talent the jesus talent you know we asked them for three characters and uh too many of them just do jesus satan and uh lazarus and uh you know just variety is what we're after I swear if I see another fucking Mary Magdalene. <laughs> uh, since you bring that up, uh, I feel like a lot of Mary Magdalene in this park. 
right? Isn't like, it? I don't. I don't recall. Well, she shows up at um. Okay, which show is it? Uh, Simeon's house to watch Jesus's feet. Um, she shows up at Lazarus's house because she is Lazarus's sister, I believe. Is that right? I think I think I read that. Um, Lazarus house is the one that struck me the most just because of this description that's on the website in multiple locations. Visit Lazarus's home and meet his beloved sisters. Witness the unique dynamic of this family. And I don't know what it is. That phrase has just been ringing in my head for days. Like visit Lazarus's house, meet his sisters, witness the unique dynamic of this family. Hmm. it's really it's a lot of nothing huh a unique family dynamic i think the family dynamic is they yell at mary magdalene for being a sinner right (laughs) am i wrong possibly could be sounds right could be i'm looking at this and there's a longer description that says enjoy live singing in a comical twist on one of the bible's well-known stories oh Mm-hmm. So I'm not, you know, maybe there, maybe there's a little improv. Maybe they ask for a word in the middle of the show. They also call her Maria Magdalene or Maria mm. Magdalena, which I know is, I think it's some translations call her that. Hmm. Um, if, and if you need to make a telephone call in Lazarus's house, <laughs> use the Dan. Yeah. <laughs> if you come back to life and need to make a telephone call to say you're alive, you've risen from the dead. Use the den. <laughs> the shows at Lazarus's house are so good, it'll have you coming back again and again. Is it hot outside? A little air-conditioned sit in Lazarus's house will bring you back to life. <laughs> the coolest cave in town. Coolest cave in town. But it is like, it's like Carousel of Progress. You can go there and sit down and get air-conditioned twenty for 20 minutes. I would, hopefully. And he lists yeah. all the inventions they don't have yet. <laughs> Washing machines. Nope. <laughs> Automatic hand dryers. Not in our dreams. Qu- Quibby. No way. <laughs> Do you realize this episode is the first post Quibby episode? Oh of yeah, you're right. Wow, we wow. did. I mean, that means what that means is no one's listening. We're talking to no one because everyone is Quibbying right now. That's a good point. That's 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 a bummer. This is going to sit unlistened to for for years. What are we doing? Let's just give up. It's a good man. It's fine that we're getting all these things about the Holy Land wrong. Uh, yeah. Nobody's going to hear it. Judge Chrissy Teigen's going to put us in solitary. <laughs> 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 and then Chance the Rapper is going to punk our asses. We would be so lucky to get punked by Chance the Rapper. Oh, as long as he's got that hat. <laughs> as long as he's got that hat on. It was a le- being p- punking was a luxury only available in pre-virus times. Now the vast majority of punkings uh, are considered uh, g- gatherings of more than ten people. So, you could still do a Zoom punking. The ultimate punk would be to reveal that there's like two hundred people hiding in your house, and they all come out and cough. Oh yeah, what a what a hilarious punk! <laughs> ha ha ha! <laughs> you got me. Well, uh, in terms of perhaps disappointing attractions, um, one of these articles I read—forgive uh, me for not knowing the source—but they they phrased it beautifully. Uh, uh, number eighteen whipping post 
was just a wooden post with a cardboard cutout of a bloody Jesus being whipped. Red paint literally smeared all over it. Whipping post. Uh, yeah. Fun. Yeah. Whipping post. Where was no, that located? You. Where was that <laughs> no, located? No, thank you. Um, it was number 18 at the time. I don't know if it was in the scriptorium or uh, next okay. to, or in the smile. Probably not in the smile of a child uh, area. But No, I would hope not. But the, chi- the children can still go to the scriptorium, and I'm sure they would. Yeah. Um, there was another, uh, fun sounding one is uh, the day in the life, a day in the life of a, of a monk, which is just, it's just a room with an empty cot. What? (laughs) Just a small little room. (laughs) It's not minimal because we had no money. It's minimal because that's how the monks lived. You see, would you, could you go in there for like uh, a day or a week? I assume they wanted you in and out though, because they'd have moved people. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't, yeah, I don't think you can room and board in the in the monk uh, room. Hmm. Just Visit a the day monk- in the life. <laughs> Visit it. the monk's home and meet his beloved cot. Witness the unique dynamic of his job. <laughs> his beloved cot. That's my. That's a joke. Oh, I thought you were reading. <laughs> Realistic enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, really. <laughs> One man and just- the cot he loved dear. I was just swapping in the monk specifics, uh, swapping out Lazarus specifics, swapping in monk specifics. <laughs> sure. I couldn't find a lot of information about the Ark of the Covenant smoke and laser laser show. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Is, there was. Did you look for a video? No, videos are a little sparing for this entire thing. I, I do. We I, know yeah. if there's a video policy or anything. Like, do they say not to do video? Probably. Guys, I'm just like looking at the um, uh, like map a little more, or the one one of the pages of the map, um, and it did not dawn on me that the Empire and the Kingdom is a three part show at twelve thirty, two fifteen, and three fifteen, and the parts range from forty minutes to forty five minutes. Oh, that's yeah, you're right. That's interesting. So it's it's a, it's not the same show over and over again during the day. No, you follow Peter's journey through Rome. Interesting. Oh, That's sort and wait, of, yeah, wait a minute. Uh, the, the park closes, it seems to close around six o'clock every day, but the resurrection of Lazarus is at 525. So that's the equivalent of a Renaissance fair that has a joust as the last thing of the day. <laughs> <laughs> is that the big, is that the uh, phantasmic, is that the fireworks show, is Lazarus rising? Well, I think the phantasmic is the the passion. That's obviously the main draw. Oh, oh yeah. right, 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 right. And right, they highly encourage everybody to see the passion. And, uh, you know, even if you're experiencing another exhibit, I think they tell you, you know, the passion is beginning right now. So they really now, they really try to push everyone to that. What time is the passion? <laughs> um, is it, Well, if it's like the hours that I had to be sad, then it's from 12 it to 3, to which those, those hours, right. Jason, you just listed were kind of in that window. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it looked pretty like during the day to me, and it was funny watching. I did. There is some sparing video of the of the passion show, and you know because it's this little you know m- Middle Eastern town, and there's like you, you know here's this little structure, and some scenes happen up there, and then there's there's fighting, and you're watching it in stands. It all reminded me so much of the Indiana Jones stunt spectacular. Oh, and, and inclu- actually, I just realized including. Uh, the abuse of whips 
<laughs> oh. in this case oh. um, for a much darker purpose yeah that's a good point yeah yeah they have to like coordinate the sound effects like you know it's all the stuff you would have to do in any theme park you know in, in the water world show you have to like make all the gun sound effects or whatever um sure. so somebody's got to be watching the watching the guy's whip and hitting the the kacha every time <laughs> uh, i mean the, I, it it would have gotten a lot more. It would have gotten a lot more guests if Indiana, like one of the Romans, had thrown off their their garb, and it had been Indiana Jones. Jesus, <laughs> we got to get out of here. <laughs> do you have any idea what they're going to do to you, Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I'm from the future. <laughs> I time travel in part five. You'll see. You'll see. It comes out in 2030. Marion or Mary or Marie, whatever your name is, come on. <laughs> I'm 90 years old. Uh, I will say this: all the pictures of the live shows, they look like they're pretty well produced. Definitely. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe it's deceptive in just they've obviously taken pictures that look good, but it doesn't look chintzy. I will say that. No, I so think get, it's yeah. I think it's plenty well done. Yeah, you're getting absolutely. a show. You're getting. I'm just saying. I think you know to give it a compliment. You're getting a show at least. Yeah, it feels like certainly. Uh, um, I also let me do, really let me do another specific quote here because this really. I mean, if this explains Holy Land experience better than than anything I've seen. Atlas Obscura framed it as thus: uh, At Orlando's Holy Land experience, Jesus is crucified daily for your viewing pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> It's really strange. It's definitely very strange. And again, like I said, there's this whip sound effects and they at every, you know, step at every station of the cross um, where he is, he is abused and tortured. He gets bloodier and bloodier. It's crazy. This is the thing that they actively encourage kids to come to. And it's it is just a full on really gory passion, just like the film is. It is gorier than any Horror Nights thing. The picture I saw, at least. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to say, you could also meet the living Christ at the Miracle of the Upper Room. Did you guys come across that? Not sure the I miracle? did. No, no, I didn't. It's offered four times a day. It's about 15 minutes. And participants in this experience participate in a communion service with an actor playing Jesus. <laughs> huh. Yes, yes. And... I saw somewhere that you get uh, you get a wafer or a little piece of bread or something, and then you get, like, grape juice. Yes, Protestants use grape juice. That's correct. Okay, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> Protestantism, not for me, clearly. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it, so, there's multiple, we were saying there's multiple Jesuses. Is it is it a situation, though, where, like, when you're in Disneyland and you see, oh, there's Mickey in a tuxedo, but then there's Mickey in his regular clothes. And then, like, is there ever, like, are kids going to be a little confused if they see different Jesuses during the day? I have to imagine they would be. Yeah. And that- is it, do you go by Santa <laughs> rules and one of them's Jesus's helper? You're right. Is that, yeah. When the, yeah. when the kid gets a little older, is it like, well, that one's beard is bigger than the other one. That one's taller. Like, are that that's not the same. The, the same one covered in blood is not the same one that I met and got away for, from. That nice man gave us a snack earlier, and now those mean men are beating him up within. 
to within an inch of his life. Like, Mom, can we go back and see Muppet Vision 3D instead? <laughs> no, no, we cannot. Is... I uh, and speaking of important and importance, the I think the 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 most important act that occurs at the Holy Land experience. This is so crazy. I I cannot believe this is true. Kind of related to the, the have communion having communion with Jesus. I, I, mean, I had to check multiple sources to discover if this was real, and, and it is. Um, okay. Uh, the Sermon on the Mount occurs. That's another, like, mini-show right. that Jesus does. Uh, after delivering a brief speech and pronouncing a blessing on what appeared to be plastic loaves and fishes, Jesus solicits costume cast members to feed the crowd. In lieu of real bread and fish, Jesus' disciples deposit a handful of processed cheddar goldfish crackers into each <laughs> visitor's hand. <laughs> I can't well, believe that's real. They don't give you fish. They give you goldfish crackers. <laughs> that is, that's where, like, you know, budget, like, budget and maybe, like, health concerns, like, really get in the way of making something authentic. I think so. Yeah, it's okay. It's really important for authenticity that everybody wear like really heavy fabric on their head. But we can't just give everybody, you know, pizza flavored goldfish. I mean, I get. Yeah, I guess. I wonder if I wonder if it's always been that. I wonder if they ever actually tried to do the real thing. Well, look, you got to think about the wholesale rates here, okay? You're going to, your money's going to go a lot farther getting wholesale processed goldfish than trying to buy cans of cans of sardines to give everyone a little, little fish, you know? Yes, uh, that's, yes. I mean, yes, budget concerns. Oh, sardines more sardines, expensive. Sardines, dear God. <laughs> yeah, I, that's fine. Let's stick with the goldfish. Jason, do you like sardines? I do like sardines. Yeah, I bought a bunch of canned fish when we all started I, going crazy at the grocery store. I bought canned smoked oysters. I bought sardines. Canned smoked I actually, oysters? I don't yeah, know about always, oysters. We always I like, had smoked oysters growing up. Wow. I, I do like sardines, actually. I think it's an underrated... I think I liked it also because Michelangelo would put it on a pizza and I wanted to be like him. Yeah, I like... You can... um. If you if you cook them in the pan a little, if they're already in olive oil, you cook them in a pan, toss in some tomato sauce, serve it over pasta, delicious. Also, as I eat less meat as I get older, uh, it is just crazy. There, it's just literally like a whole fish. Um, what do you think is the most? Uh, if we're going for accuracy, what? How do we make the goldfish more? If it's just plain cheddar. I don't know. I mean, first of all, you're going to want the mouth. Like, do all the goldfish have mouths at this point, or are some of them still just plain? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I haven't had goldfish crackers in a long time. I haven't either. I should, I should treat myself to a, a quarantine treat. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, what, what's like the fishiest goldfish? Uh, are the like I'm looking at their varieties and uh, like you know uh, s'mores flavored goldfish grams. Um, what, what, what flavor blasted extra cheddar jacked? Um, I, I don't know. I, they don't have really have like a fish. They don't have like a salmon flavored goldfish cracker, do they? I, it doesn't look like they do. No, there's no goldfish products that offer the taste of fish besides the shape of fish. Whoa! I found a. a I think it's probably fan. It's a Etsy type thing, but uh, there's a goldfish crackers uh, sweatshirt that I think Jason should get. Oh yeah, send me that. Is it just the logo? What's going on with it? I'll I'll send it right now. 
Jacked might be good because everyone's jacked to enter the kingdom of heaven when they accept Christ's blessings. <laughs> well, and a, a cracker being blasted with that much jack, that much jacked cheddar. I mean, that seems like a miracle that only Christ could achieve. maybe this maybe look maybe it's the maybe you don't even have to have it be fish maybe it's literally just in the morning all of the goldfish crackers are blessed by a priest yeah that would that would suffice yeah yeah um in the way the yeah the way the wafers become the body of christ the goldfish crackers become the bodies of real fish yeah exactly yeah so then it sort of it makes sense uh, this apparently doesn't actually say goldfish. It has a different it has a different name on it, but it, it's basically the crackers, and you'll see it. I just sent it. Um, so I'm guessing it just is blessed. I'm guessing they maybe they bless. Maybe the maybe so it, all the food is blessed in the morning. The Chick Fil A is blessed. The naked juices are blessed. Uh, Caesar's favorite food item is blessed. Whatever that was. God's tidings what- upon this citrus sea monster. Right, and this uh, Coke Zero, uh, Mountain Dew Baja Blast, turn water into Mountain Dew Baja Blast. <laughs> the many daily miracles here at Holy Land Experience. Um, I um, another uh, another daily miracle is the uh, defeat of Satan within the Passion performance. Um, and this, I, you know, I, again, I really regret that there isn't more good video or, uh, or photographs because I saw several sources alluding to that their Satan, um, is kind of a, well, to quote, uh, this is from J- Jacob Silverman in the, the baffler. Um, the Satan of the Holy Land experience is a marvelous creation knitted out in or kitted out, I guess, in ripped leather, a tank top, runny eyeliner, and chains. <laughs> <laughs> They're like it's like a like a hot topic Satan. I think it's like think- a mo- it is like a modern. It's like what they would cast in like a made for TV movie where it's like modern day Satan. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think this. It seems like their Satan could play in the Hollywood vampires. alice cooper johnny depp satan (laughs) is that still sort of if is if like we're doing like a psychoanalysis of the people who put that together are they still scared of like aging in their 60s rock and rollers 60s in their 60s and 70s rock and rollers yeah do they do they think that the rock stars are still like putting backwards messages in the music yeah, I, that might. That's what I'm getting at. It's like, well, Ozzy Osbourne is public enemy number one still to this day. <laughs> like they've got an old school way of thinking, and they're like, well, there's no better representation of state of modern Satan than Ozzy. <laughs> I, I I think so. I, yeah, I think there there's definitely people on this earth who are like a thousand percent on board with everything Trump is doing, but they're still really mad about Bart Simpson. Right. <laughs> um, Alice, but, Alice Cooper throwing up the devil, like the or the you know devil horns with his hand is still. They're just mad because he's a man who wears eyeliner. Yes. Also, his name is Alice. <laughs> Woman's name. God does not want the genders to be confused. 
<laughs> he doesn't know how to classify them once they arrive at Heaven's Gate. Meanwhile, like all these guys have done like Citibank commercials for credit cards. <laughs> like they're <laughs> they're so far from. Alice Cooper's the right wingiest guy. Um, mean and and the Crouches, the people behind it are the most deviant psychopaths. <laughs> <laughs> the most upsetting lawsuits and affairs and money laundering. Like, yeah, got to watch out for kids listening to Monkeys records. <laughs> <laughs> the true danger is anyone who dresses like Adam Lambert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ch- chains, little spikes on a wristband. Not in the kingdom of heaven. Kids today have 21 pilots, but they should only have one pilot, and his name is Jesus Christ. <laughs> you really, Jason, you should write sermons for these people. I should write sermons for them. You'd make a little, yeah, make a little money, make a little side money. Uh, the Apparently then what happens is that this, um, this goth Satan uh, gets just... Uh, walks up to Jesus and they just start punching each other. It's just a <laughs> just a fist fight, and then and then Jesus wins, of course, and that makes sense because I think he has been training, as evidenced by a photo, uh, which I'll try to take quick and send to you guys, uh, where he it's a the corner of a boxing ring, and Jesus is shirtless and in just shorts. And his boxing gloves are hanging off of his arm, and uh, he is uh, super ripped, really well backlit. That's kind of true. That's one thing that makes Jesus always in every every painting and everything. He always finds his light. That's how you know <laughs> um, he's uh, he's special. But the well, he was a star. He knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 knows he knows his best side. Uh, he knows where his yeah. hair looks the most luxurious. But uh, yeah, check out this photo. Uh, Jesus hanging out in the corner of the ring, and the 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 the, the, the side of the ring uh, it, it says Savior down the side. So uh, <laughs> in this painting, you can get it, Jesus like boxes. He trains. Uh, that's weird. <laughs> Really strange. Yeah, yeah. Especially weird in the show that Jesus defeats Satan, Satan by biting a chunk of his ear off. <laughs> well, they wanted, it, it, wanted it to be topical. Top, yes, it, but they never cut it out. They never cut it out. They tried doing a bit where Jesus hits him with a steel chair, but they messed it up and messed up the guy's back, so they mm-hmm. couldn't do that anymore. You know what I will say though? This is there's still more like activity going on here than in Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> there's still more fighting and uh, action that the fans demand here than, you know, Kylo Ren walks around, but he never fights Rey. Yeah. So, I yeah. give them kudos. I give them credit. Yeah. Which is is funny because if Bob Chapek had followed the prosperity uh doctrine, the prosperity gospel and just put that little extra money to the people mover system, it would have paid off tenfold and he wouldn't have had to take a 50% pay cut during these hard economic mm. times. If you're saying that if he had put that third ride into Galaxy's Edge, that he would have been able to have his full salary during the coronavirus outbreak. Yes. As, like they say at the Holy Land Experience, karma's a bitch. Mm. Another... A great mode you could see Jesus in is there's a a cardboard cutout 
where he's just he's riding a big motorcycle. He's riding a big hog. <laughs> yes, and, I know. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got <laughs> angel wings. Why? Jesus has Jesus isn't an angel. Uh, I mean, he's a lot they of may, things, but he's not an angel. They may as well have like the buddy Christ from Dogma. It's exactly yes. like that. He's pointing. He's smiling a big smile and pointing. It's really wild. Yeah. I don't know what the thinking is. Is this like, uh, well, we have, you know, because like, I guess we read that there's a little humor in the Lazarus show. So is this like, you know what? We we have fun too. Jesus has fun. It's not all blood and guts. Not too much fun though. <laughs> <laughs> not too much fun. <laughs> but some fun. Some, some fun. Some fun. Uh, firmly in the category of some fun is uh, the one animatronic that I could find evidence of at uh, the Holy Land experience. And is it, you know, one of our, our buddies from the Bible? Is it Noah? Is it Abraham? Or is it the scary snake uh, for the bother of Adam and Eve? Uh, no, better. It is an animatronic of John Wycliffe. The 14th century uh, English theologian, of course. Mm. And you can listen to him explain how he translated the Bible from Latin to English in 1382. Oh. Oh, okay. My son, you don't seem especially excited to meet John Wycliffe. Oh, no, I, uh, I am. Well, oh, very good. I'm glad you're excited. Sit down. He has 25 minutes worth of <laughs> explanation oh. of uh, translating uh, from language to language. He knows many languages. He'll tell you all about it. These shows are so long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're all, I mean, well, if, and if, if that doesn't sound interesting, no, he is wearing like a floppy Magellan kind of hat. So. Oh, oh, okay. Yes, yeah, all right. Board. I'm back on board. Never Sit mind. down. We're go- now we're going for your own safety. We have to buckle you in. So uh, strap in, and the straps will only uh, come loose automatically 25 minutes from now. <laughs> Are there straps? I know. I don't believe so. But again, you have to ask. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's hard to tell in any of these places. Uh, yeah. So go here. Go see John Wycliffe. Um, go, uh, you can go, uh, operate a claw machine. That's a fun thing for a kid to do. And your reward may be a prayer bear. Yes. Uh, Oh, I love the prayer bears. They have a little like pouch, like a kangaroo and you slip a little prayer inside. Do you, speaking of prayer, like uh, prayer bears and plush, do we know about the camel? No, I don't. Uh, nope. Go on. Okay, well, I was looking through eBay at different merch, and I believe the holy they they it's it's a little bit hard to tell if it's like from Trinity Broadcasting specifically, or they just like I, I'm not sure where the or, the origin of the camel is, but there's a camel named Quabu, Q A B O O, the camel, and he is available at the Holy Land Experience, but I think you also can probably get him on maybe like a home shopping network. I think if you actually pledge, you can get Kwabu the camel. But he's a very cute camel. Um and he is you can get you can get a version of him on eBay for $50. Wow. And incidentally, I would like to congratulate Jeffrey Katzenberg on the launch of Kwabu. 
Yes, we're very excited about the Quabu series. Um, Quabu of the Pride. <laughs> uh, there's various. There's like, it's interesting looking at the merch too on eBay because it's like there's sort of one-off things. I'll see like lamb sheep plush soft toy. It looks very dirty though. It looks. I mean, I mean like just like covered in soot. <laughs> like it's, it's ashes. Like, it's Ash Wednesday. It's ashes. Pos- right. But they have, you know, pins, like pewter pins. Uh, They have uh, decorative glasses. They have candle, frankincense, and myrrh, hand-poured Christian faith candles. Wow. Uh, So you can spend spend a lot of money at the Holy Land experience. Yes. Um, And then there's also just, you know, uh, a lot of T-shirts, which, you know, maybe we want to get one or two. Yeah, sure. You think Kwabu is kind of the item to get? I think he seems like the number one, but I think he. I, I just want to. I need to do a little more investigating and seeing if he's more of a Trinity icon than an actual Holy Land icon. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. He. That's might what I'm suspecting is that he might be more of a Trinity mascot, which I'm less excited about. He's a look. He's a cute camel. Cute camel's a cute camel, but. I want to make sure he's more associated with a theme park. And I, I have a suspicion he's a little bit more Trinity-based. Yeah, you want him to be original theme park IP, absolutely. Right. And when this folds, I would have liked to uh, own Quabu when this park closes for good. I feel like everything's up for sale soon, right? <laughs> I think you get a steal on Quabu. Uh, I think everything maybe in America is up for sale soon. <laughs> <laughs> Too too negative here. <laughs> uh, I what have what have we not uh, discussed? Oh, one thing I missed about the devil is that um, uh, it's uh, at some point in time. Or here, this quote. This is from the Vice article. Uh, um, th- they they break the reality. They break the fourth wall with the devil a little bit, and uh, somebody explains. And uh, this is this. His name is Eric. He's just an actor. I say this because a couple of weeks ago we had a woman slap the devil. <laughs> like oh people my get, People get so invested in it, and the devil's being mean to Jesus, and people would walk up and how dare you and beat him up. What's really funny about that, like, we've heard stories, and I still don't know, I haven't heard firsthand, but we've heard stories of, like, oh, they had to take Captain Jack out of the park because women were flashing him. Like, I've heard that before. I I don't know if that's just sort of an urban legend. But if people thought, because the reason being, people, like, associated him with Johnny Depp so much, they needed to flash Johnny Depp. So I like the idea that they would go up to who they think is Satan and just slap him and not try to murder him, not to try to destroy him. Yeah, they believe enough that he is the devil. This is the devil right here. But I just want to, you know, just uh, just give him a little warning. You're yes, like like, yeah, like you're challenging him to a duel, like hit him with a little glove. You jerk. (laughs) You are very uncouth, sir. I've read about some does of the it, things you've done over the years, and I do not approve. Does that mean there's, like, supporters of the devil, too? Like, are there hashtag devil innocent supporters, <laughs> as there are with Johnny Depp? Free the devil. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure there are. I would be interested. Are, is there any, like, kind of, like, uh, edgy teens that go here just to go see the devil every day? Because they love the devil. And cheer him on. Yeah, he needs he needs our support. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, they're devil stands. 
Do you think devil worshippers petition the Holy Land experience to sometimes let him win, like the Washington generals? <laughs> uh, I would imagine, yeah, they should... They should like once once a year, like they do with the free admission. They should let the devil win. It's only fair, you know. It's there's no stakes if the Jesus always wins, right? You need you need to have that possibility that the devil will win for that drama. Because if not, you know where the story's gonna how it's gonna end. And you guys, you're big wrestling fans. You love a good heel. I mean, if they want this to be a good show, you gotta build up the heel to be a significant challenger to the face. So yes, the, sometimes the heel has to win in order to make him more, or her more of a threat. Yeah. That is what I thought of when you said someone slapped the devil is that someone pulled a gun on who was it Mike? Was it the Ultimate Warrior back in the 80s? Oh my god. I I a lot of wrestlers have a story oh. in the 70s and 80s about getting a gun pulled on them. Because people thought that was all, like, they were actual villains. They were actually that mean and cruel. <laughs> well, I think Andy Kaufman had a lot of what they, like, of people really angry at him when he was feuding with Lawler. I don't know that he had a gun pulled oh, on him, yeah. but I think a lot of those people, the idea was you would rile up a crowd so much that you would have to run to your car so they wouldn't kick the shit out of you. <laughs> wow. Well, so, I mean, that speaks to the quality of the devil performance, that they were buying it that much. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. But they're edgy, yeah. And there's a lot of wrestling in Orlando, so he should, like, you know, he should do a little, he should say, like, damn, tonight I'm taking on the ultimate warrior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the devil could pop into any of the different uh, wrestling taping in Orlando. Yeah, yeah. So this is the best lot. merger worlds they could do. Get the Holy Land experience devil uh, in, the, in, <laughs> in, in the next Raw. Is Raw tape there? Uh, no, that's on the road, but there's an uh, NXT tapes there. The NXT WWE. tapes there. Okay, okay. Impact. Oh, no, Impact might tape in Canada. Anyway, I don't know. He's going to need work. So, yeah, if when you get the devil up for grabs, uh, wrestling, uh, take note. Or he can just, like, join a uh, cover, a uh, Black Sabbath cover band. <laughs> Either way. He's already, he already dresses the part, yes. He, he yeah. can bring his own eyeliner. Yeah, exactly. Um, I what a place! My God, um, my go- oh, my, my gosh, my gosh, <laughs> my gosh! My gosh. <laughs> my gosh. Um, are we gonna miss it if if it if it does not uh, I, fully come back? I wish we went. I do wish we went. Uh, so I will miss not having gone. Uh, fifty bucks is uh, is rough though. I'll say I I'm not. I, I I don't mind not paying fifty dollars for I this. I could have sent an email. We could have seen what we could have done. Um, but when they have like asked us to make it a donation, like it's it's against the mm. Lord's will to mm. get uh, press comps. That's a good question. But if we said Patreon exclusive episode, perhaps is this <laughs> Patreon? Yeah, it is. Right? That's what we're no. doing. No, no, <laughs> no. It's the regular feed. This is the main, feed. <laughs> this is the main right. feed right now. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll cut the. I'll cut it out. I'll cut this out. <laughs> Whatever. Um, we don't know what. Matter. We don't know what day it is. We don't know what we're I doing. I truly, like, from being in this room, I had the door closed, and I literally f- felt like I've been lo- losing my mind the whole time we're recording. I need to figure out an air circulation in here. It's getting hot for me too. Well, hey, no one's making us uh, do it. We could. Uh, we could end. <laughs> Anytime. Any final thoughts about the Holy Land experience? (laughs) Uh, I just, again, I wish I went. I'd wish, honestly, I wish that they had poured more money from Trinity Broadcasting into this. Because it feels like Trinity has a ton of money and they should have really upgraded. Let's get a ride in there. Let's get more animatronics. Let's 
up the production even more. Let's, you know, let's make it a five-part series, not a three-part series. Uh, I forget which show that was. I just wish the budget was higher. I just wish they really went nuts and it was like much more of an epic, like shutting down now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, that they, yeah, that they would go all out. I mean, the opportunity to have like full on religious dark rides, they definitely have not, um, really made good on that, that possibility. Um, and it's, if this is all we're going to get, if this is kind of the, the biggest religious theme park, definitely, definitely a bit of a letdown. Unless there's things we don't know about that have had full on religious dark rides. Yeah. But I don't, I think we've, we've asked before and no one's uh, produced an example, so... Mm-hmm. They sure. should um, license the journey to Jerusalem uh, uh, thing from the the pavilion at Epcot, the Millennium. Uh, oh yes, that they made. that's floating around somewhere. Yeah, yeah, oh, that movie yeah. yeah. that's a good idea. Yeah, we talked about that on the second gate. There was a weird ride where you go to Jerusalem. Um, yeah, that's like begging to be here uh, from yeah. the Millennium Village. Although that might be a little. Too not Jews for Jesusy enough for the for this gang. Like that might be a little too like. Well, okay, it's, that's the first half of our book, but the second half's where the real ticket is. You know, that's where your real ticket <laughs> yes. to ride is. Ride yes, in the heavens. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I, I have we, we we've talked about what religious rides might be. I I guess before is there something from Jesus's life that would make an especially good. Um, maybe if maybe some kind of like bumper car scenario where, you know, that thing where he's like getting rid of the shopkeepers in the temple where you're like mowing over shopkeepers in a Mr. Toad madcap fashion. Oh, that's good. Huh? Like a, about- uh, 40 days and 40 nights in the desert. Um, there's, there's so many water ride opportunities. Noah's Ark, Jesus walking on water. I feel like those are givens. Yeah. Right. Um, I think there should be, there should be more of a, of a crucifixion. It should be really like, it it doesn't go far enough here is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. They should really, like, you should get like, you should have that sheet like at the front row of a Gallagher concert. Like really the blood I'm saying. Oh, I see. Oh, the blood part. Oh, it. gotcha. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, they should provide that just as a courtesy. Yes. And they should have Gallagher do it. <laughs> Gall- like doing having people do special runs as the devil this month gallagher yeah you got a super yeah you get like like older road like jimmy jj walker will do it one month mm-hmm. yeah like, carrot top carrot top oh, sure props involved in that one that'll oh, be yeah. a, kind of a sillier crucifixion yeah but that's okay again they have a sense of humor so and it's why you get these these guests uh uh satans and jesus's yeah. i guess some yes. people are going to want to be jesus's um yeah hammer obviously hammer's around yeah hammer doing a stint as jesus and doing his little hammer dance his parachute pants dance on water oh wow there we go he not wow, only survives the crucifixion but he comes back uh to hammer dance because he is too legit to quit yeah <laughs> man <laughs> Well, that's such a great. I somebody's going to draw that. 
Uh, yes, please. Yes, yes. Hashtag Jesus is hammer. Her hammer is Jesus. Hammer is Jesus. Um, but for now... Yeah, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> we're already in the middle of a plague. If we do something sacrilegious, we're going to get another plague. I think, Jason, <laughs> Jason daring the Lord now. I think this is... But yeah, we're causing it by doing this episode at all. It's, I'm sorry, Jason. everyone. It's, uh, it's No, we're it's calling out the money lenders in the temple. We're overturning the tables now with these hypocrites that's correct <laughs> we did and i don't think it'll be a problem anymore because we uh yeah hey look uh holy land experience i think it's safe to assume will fully close in the near future yeah. and you know maybe it was the virus maybe it was them firing everybody but who's to say podcast ride wasn't uh wasn't part of that don't mess with <laughs> us we'll take we'll take a little credit yep yep um so get on our good side and offer us comps if you hear, yes. we're coming to Orlando. Officer. Fly us in. <laughs> Fly us in on, a pri- on your private jets. Put us up at the Portofino Bay Hotel with two Maltese dogs. Yes, please. And, and then please like sterilize the planes before. Yes, that would we help just too. Want... <laughs> yes, please. More important than holy water. Sterilization. It would be funny if they send us like three coach tickets. <laughs> hey when this is all over we are the episode we want to make you happy and they're like no 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 now you're coming now <laughs> it's, yeah it's coach punishment. tickets are 50 dollars <laughs> right um all right uh well well yeah we'll re- we'll revisit uh this if they do give us uh comps that truly is the way into the kingdom of heaven giving podcasters comps but um but for now, uh, you know what? It's this been changing up the ending. I will say, podcast the ride has ended. Let us go in peace to love and serve Jan Crouch. Um, for, more, <laughs> for more podcast the ride, visit the Holy Trinity Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And for only five dollars a month, you can pass into the kingdom of podcast the ride, the second gate. Um, all are welcome uh, for three bonus episodes every month at patreon.com slash podcast the ride put the second gate on a credit card <laughs> um, yeah it's considered a write off right just like this park I think it is yeah sure. I think so yeah, yeah. So, think of it as a religious donation if florida can have uh tax exempt uh status for locations that display biblical artifacts uh california should have a law that uh podcasters get all sorts of tax tax exempt uh you know benefits we're keeping this economy of california afloat (laughs) (laughs) anyone who wasn't a podcaster uh, before the virus certainly is now so (laughs) and they're all so good they're all great. And yeah, you know, you know, I, I usually I just like to plug what we're doing. But I, I you know, in the spirit of Easter kindness, I, we should promote a, uh, another podcast and say, please go check out Zach Braff and Donald Faison's uh, Scrubs Revisited podcast. Um, that also will assure your passage into the into the kingdom of heaven. Uh, I would like to also announce Jason Sheridan and I are doing a podcast where we revisit old heralds that we did. Oh God! <laughs> Don't Herald we do that enough when improv. we hang out? <laughs> yeah. Well, now we're recording it. This is this is the content we need. This is what will cheer up everyone uh, in these troubled times. Do you think? Also, 
I don't, I, you know, no spoilers, but do you think that your guys, uh, I know you guys were real bros in a lot of your heralds, but is your real life broship going to kind of come out in this podcast too? Uh, I would think that everyone will be able to finally experience our real life broship in their living room. So yes, I guess the answer is yes. That's sort of the, mm-hmm. that's the mission statement. It's just, I have it, I have it written down right here. <laughs> It's just so it's so crazy that you guys played friends in improv shows and are friends in real life. I agree. And we're so happy to bring it to people's, you know, podcatchers thanks to gamblingonline.com. Check out gamblingonline.com, <laughs> the website where you gamble on the internet. <laughs> we really are happy with our partners at gamblingonline.com. <laughs> We like them. <laughs> um, all right. Well, happy Easter weekend, everyone. A very solemn uh, remainder of your Good Friday to you. Uh, um, and uh, thanks for listening. Be back for more next week. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced dog. by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. <laughs>